0: Hello, this is episode 9 of this podcast. This is the case of Michael Ryan, who went on a mass killing spree in Hungerford in England in 1987. This case is quite well known in the UK and is one of only a few cases where a lone gunman has caused absolute carnage. It is a very distressing case. The Hungerford Massacre, as it tends to be called in the media, was carried out by a local man called Michael Ryan. Michael Ryan was born on the 18th of May of 1960, He was born in Marlborough, Wiltshire, which is near Hungerford, which is in the county of Berkshire in England. His parents were Alfred Ryan, his father, his mother was Dorothy Ryan. She had been a dinner lady at her local primary school. Michael did not have any brothers or sisters. At the time of the shootings, Michael Ryan was unemployed. He had previously worked as a handyman. Michael's father had died a couple of years before and Michael lived with his mother Dorothy. He was not married and he was not in a relationship with anybody at the time and he did not have any children. Michael Ryan was 28 years old at the time of the killing spree that would take place in Hungerford. Hungerford is a a town in England. It is a historic market town located at about 60 miles from London. Michael Ryan would kill 16 people on the 19th of August of 1987. He would use a handgun and two semi-automatic rifles. He would injure 15 other people who thankfully all survived. The first shooting on that day in August of 1987 occurred in a local forest which is in Wiltshire. It happened at about 12.30 in the afternoon. A woman named Susan Godfrey who was 35 years old at the time had gone to the forest for a picnic with her two very young children. Her daughter, Hannah, who was four years old, and her son, James, who was only two years old, they had travelled from nearby Reading. Susan was approached by Michael Ryan and threatened with a gun. He forced Susan to put the children into her car that was parked close by. After Susan put the two children into the car, she was taken by Michael Ryan into the forest further at gunpoint. He then shot her 13 times in the back. The two terrified children managed to get the attention of a local lady called Myra, who Hannah told her that, quote, a man in black had shot our mummy, unquote. The police were notified straight away. Unbeknown to the police, this was only the start of the massacre. Michael Rona and Ryan had got into his car, which was a silver Vauxhall Astra, and drove along the A4 towards Hungerford. He stopped at a local petrol station, just outside the village of Foxfield, which was only three miles away from Hungerford. Michael Ryan filled his car up with petrol, and then he shot at the cashier in the petrol station. But she managed to survive, because luckily he missed her. He then continued on his way to Hungerford. A witness who had seen what had happened at the petrol station phoned 999. He thought that it had been an attempted robbery. At 12.45, Michael Ryan was spotted at his home in Hung- Hungerford, the South View area. He had land- loaded his car up with his weapons. When he got back into his car, however, he went to start the engine and for some reason the car would not start up. At this point, his neighbours sensed that there was something up with him because he appeared agitated. They thought that they had heard gunshots as well at this point. <laughs> Things escalated quickly. Michael Ryan shot dead his pet dog and then set fire to his home. He picked up his guns from inside his stricken car and approached two of his neighbours who were in their back garden at the time. He shot Roland Mason and his wife Sheila. Roland was shot six times and Sheila was shot once. They both died. He then walked towards the town's common and shot two more people. Marjorie Jackson was one of the victims. She was shot once in the back but managed to survive. The other victim was a young girl of 14 called Lisa. She was shot four times in both legs as well as her abdomen. She was stood outside her house at the time. She too managed to survive the attack. Luckily she was treated in a nearby house which helped with her survival. Many emergency calls were being made at this point and the police were trying to get to the shooter before he could kill or injure anybody else. The killer next walked along a footpath towards the common where he came across a family who were out walking their dog on the lovely summer's day. The family were confronted by Michael Ryan who was pointing a gun at 51-year-old Kenneth Clements who raised his arms up in a sign of surrendering to the gunman. The other members of the family climbed over a wall and ran to safety. Kenneth Clements was shot once in the chest which killed him instantly. Michael Ryan then headed back to Southview and came across one of the first policemen on the scene, PC Roger Brayton. He had arrived there due to emergency calls that were coming in from the people who had witnessed Michael Ryan shooting at people in the street. Michael Ryan fired 23 shots at the police officer. Four of the shots hit him in the chest. He was still in his patrol car at the time and he crashed into a telephone pole. He managed to place a call on his radio to his colleagues but died shortly afterwards. Michael Ryan next came upon a mother and daughter who were in their car and had just turned into Southview moments after the police officer had been shot. Linda and her teenage daughter Alison were shot at 11 times through the windows of the car. Because Michael had to reload, they were able to escape. Linda drove to the nearest doctor's surgery for help because she had been hit by a bullet in the shoulder. They did not realise at the time but Alison had also been hit by a bullet. It had got lodged at the base of her spine. She would later undergo an operation but the surgeon decided that the risk of paralysis was too great so it was decided to leave the bullet in place. But luckily both Alison and her mother survived the attack. Michael Ryan's next victim was a man called George White, who was driving his Toyota. He had a passenger with him, a man called Ivor Jackson. Michael Ryan fired a shot at George White, which hit him in the head, which killed him instantly. He fired at the passenger, Ivor Jackson, who was hit in the head and the chest, and although severely injured, he pretended to be dead, and the gunman must have thought that he was, because he moved on. Michael Ryan moved further along the road and came across a man called Abdul Khan who was mowing his lawn at the time. He killed him and then moved along again until he found another victim. He was a man called Alan. He shot at him but only wounded him luckily. An ambulance pulled up shortly afterwards but the killer started shooting at it straight away. The shot shattered the windscreen of the ambulance and injured the paramedic inside. The the paramedic was called Hazel. Luckily, she was able to drive away before any more shots could be fired at herself or her colleague. At this point in the killing spree, Michael Ryan just kept firing shots at windows and at any person that just happened to come along. It did appear very random and without any real goal apart from harming and killing as many people as possible. Michael Ryan's mother, Dorothy, drove into Southview at this point and noticed that their house was on fire. She also saw that there were people injured or dead strewn along the road. She then came across her son. When Michael Ryan saw her, according to witnesses, he shot her in the abdomen and legs before firing two shots that would ultimately prove to be fatal into her back. He then approached a lady called Betty who had not realised what had just happened. He fired shots at her and although she was wounded, she would survive the attack. It was at this point of the shooting spree that the gunman headed towards Hungerford Common. It was also at this point that the police had scrambled together as much information as they could and found out who was responsible for the carnage. The police set up a tracking police helicopter to track Michael Ryan's movements. Armed police were quickly drafted into the area as well because the local police did not have the capability to deal with the situation on their own. By this point, Michael Ryan had made it to the local common. On Hungerford Common, the killer came across a man called Francis Butler who was out walking his dog at the time. Michael Ryan shot him dead and then moved on to a teenager who was called Andrew. He was riding his bike at the time. Michael Ryan fired shots at him, but luckily the young teenager was able to cycle away from the attack and survived. However, a local taxi driver named Marcus Barnard was not quite so lucky. The taxi driver had slowed down when Michael Ryan crossed in front of him. He was then shot in the head, causing a massive injury, and he died later on from his injuries. Another man became the next target. He was called John, and he was working as a repairman at the time. He mostly dealt with washing machine repairs. He had parked on Priory Avenue. Although he was shot at multiple times, he was not badly injured. A local builder called Bob ran out of his house and dragged the injured man into his house to protect him from further shots. Michael Ryan had already moved on at this point, but it does seem great bravery to put yourself in danger to help another person. Michael Ryan was now walking towards Hungerford High Street. At this time, the police were trying to evacuate the area. The gunman came across a 67-year-old man called Douglas Wainwright, who he killed. He would also injure Douglas Wainwright's wife, Kathleen, The couple were in their car at the time of the attack and the killer shot many times through the windscreen of their car. Kathleen could tell that her husband was already dead so she decided to try and make a run for it. She undid her seatbelt while the gunman was reloading and just ran for it. The gunman did not take Chase but just moved on to another target. Luckily Kathleen would go on to survive the attack that killed her husband. Michael Ryan's next victim was a man called Kevin Lance. Michael Ryan shot at his car as he drove along Terence Hill. He survived the attack, however. It would appear that people still did not realise totally what was going on in Hungerford because there were still so many people around at the time. Further up Priory Priory Avenue, a 51-year-old handyman called Eric Vardy and his passenger Stephen Bell drove into the path of Michael Ryan... who had already killed and injured so many people at that point. They were travelling to a job that they had already planned for that day. They were both shot at many times. One of the men ran up a narrow street to try and get away. Eric Vardy would die from his injuries... but Stephen Ball did not suffer any serious injuries at all, luckily. Whilst walking around the town... The killer was just firing off shots at anyone that happened to come in his path. He just carried on walking. There was many victims who police would later refer to as walking wounded and many were only slightly injured and they also were not even included in the final tally of victims. All of these attacks from when the gunman had first killed Susan Godfrey in the forest and at this point in Hungerford High Street only took an hour. It was still only one thirty pm in the afternoon at this point. Michael Ryan then crossed into Orchard Park close and headed into Priory Road. He fired at a passing motorist. This one shot killed the driver. She was 22-year-old Sandra Hill. A passing soldier called Carl went to the victim's aid and attempted to carry out first aid on her, but sadly the young woman died in his arms. The rampage continued with Michael Ryan when he forced his way into a house. He would later kill both of the occupants. They were Jack Gibbs who was killed instantly. He had tried to shield his wife Myrtle who was in a wheelchair but to no avail. Jack Gibbs died instantly but his wife died in hospital two days later from her injuries. The gunman at this point was also firing into other houses nearby. He injured a man called Michael. Jennings and and also a lady called Myra the killer had now left the house that he had forced his way into and was now heading further down Priory Road he came across another man called Ian who along with his wife and two young children were just returning from a shopping trip Ian was driving his car when he he was shot at and he crashed into a stationary car he would die in hospital two days later from his injuries. The other occupants of the car were all unhurt, thankfully. Michael Ryan then shot an injured 66-year-old George Noon, who was in his garden at the time. He would, however, survive the attack. Next, the killer broke into the local comprehensive school. This is the school that um, Michael Ryan had previously been a pupil of a decade or so before. It was the summer holidays, thankfully, so... The school was closed. The killer barricaded himself into a classroom within the school. It was not very long before the police had the school surrounded. Helicopters were also circling overhead. Although the police did initially try to negotiate with Michael Ryan in order to bring matters to a close, all attempts failed. (laughs) Michael Ryan apparently refused to come out of the school building and wanted to know what had happened to his mother. He then said that her death had been a mistake. At 1852 that day, Michael Ryan, after going on a devastating murder spree throughout Hungerford, shot himself in the head. With the suicide of Michael Ryan, there would not be a criminal trial for all of the murders and the attempted murders. There would, however, be an official report done into the spree which was commissioned by the then Home Secretary, Douglas Heard. Many aspects of the massacre were looked at, including the availability of the weapons that the killer had access to. Also, the police response to the shootings were looked at. It transpired that the telephone exchange struggled with all of the calls that came in from the many witnesses on that day. Also, the response was hampered due to the Thames Valley Firearms Squad undertaking training that day over 40 miles away from Hungerford. The local police station for Hungerford was being renovated as well, which left the station with only two active phone lines at the time of the rampage. The police report into the weapons that Michael Ryan used concluded that they were all legally licensed. The following year, a new law came into place. It was called the Firearms Amendment Act of 1988. This was passed due to the massacre. The new law banned ownership of automatic rifles and restricted the use of all shotguns with a capacity of more than three cartridges. The UK does not have many incidents like the Hungerford Massacre. The Dunblane school shootings and the Cumbria shootings in recent times are the only notable exceptions that involved guns on such a mass scale. According to reports at the time, Michael Ryan was known to be obsessed with guns. He was also considered to be a bit of a loner. What made him snap will probably never be known. He also did not seem to target anyone in particular, just anyone who happened to come into sight. It is also not known if Michael Ryan had intended to kill himself all along or if he just decided it was the only way out. Michael Ryan had belonged to two gun clubs. His weapons were all legally owned and he had never been in trouble with the police until that day. It must have been terrifying to have been in the area on that day. So many people were caught out because they did not know that anything was wrong. Social media was not available in the same way that it is today and even if it was, not everyone is totally clued up on using it. Michael Ryan had moved quickly on foot throughout Hungerford, shooting at anyone that he saw. He fired shots into cars and houses as well. It's worth bearing in mind that the Hungerford Police Force at the time only consisted of two sergeants and 12 constables, and on the morning of the 19th of August of 1987, the duty cover only consisted of one sergeant, two constables, and one station officer. They were not equipped to deal with such a massacre and that's why help was quickly drafted in. And once it was known that the armed police would be needed, they were raced back from their training straight away to help to try and capture the gunmen. The events that unfolded that day in Hungerford were so shocking and are remembered throughout not only Hungerford by the residents, but throughout the whole country. Things like mass shooting sprees just did not happen in England. The police are not armed. Specialists have to be drafted in to protect local communities when incidents do happen, which are still thankfully very rare today. Who knows what triggered Michael Ryan on that particular day to use his weapons on innocent people, including his own mother, but it does not seem as though it could have been predicted at all. Although the killer was described as a loner and he did not get involved in the community at all and he had trouble holding a job down, that does not really signal anything particularly unusual. Young people do sometimes retreat into themselves or they do not feel as though they are part of a community. Obviously it ran a lot deeper in this case until the killer was tipped over the edge for some reason. You can only imagine what Michael Ryan's mother went through knowing in her final moments that her son had gone berserk. Hopefully Hungerford's residents have put this shocking episode behind them and have moved on, not only for themselves but in memory of all the victims that were killed that August day in 1987. Michael Ryan shot dead 16 innocent people who he did not have a known grudge against and one of the victims was his own mother. He caused injuries to many other people as well. Hopefully they have all made good recoveries. I feel that we are extremely fortunate that we do not have many crimes like this happening in England. And also that the government will move to limit access to guns if the need arises, which it clearly did on this occasion. They would also go further after the school shooting in Scotland. The outcry from people of the UK meant that something had to be done and fortunately it was done. Credits for this episode go to Wikipedia and The Hungerford Massacre which was a BBC documentary made in 2005. Thank you very much.